2: Welcome to the Business Edge, giving practical advice to entrepreneurs and business leaders on how to take your company, firm, or practice to that next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to take the growing pains out of growth. I'm Marcia Zeidel, the Smart Moves Coach. Here's a quote from Albert Einstein. He said, People love chopping wood. In this activity, one quickly sees results. As a smart moves coach, I won't help you chop wood, but I will help you make the leadership and business moves to quickly see results. Remember, good intentions, even with a good plan, don't magically lead to success. What does is making sure every day you're on the right track and you're not getting sidetracked in your drive for purpose, performance, and profitability in your business. Now... A smart move's treat to power up your leadership, brought to you by my valued sponsor, Snelling, connecting the right people with the right work.
1: It's time for Marsha's Musings, a tasty morsel of wisdom and wit to take the growing pains out of growth.
2: Are you prepared for the future? Good leaders must be future savvy. That's the ability to be forward-looking, identifying, and most importantly, understanding the challenges facing their company today as well as tomorrow. Listeners, how far can you see? Do you look beyond what's in front of you, especially when daily tasks take up so much of your time and energy? How do you become future-savvy and still handle day-to-day challenges? Here are four ways to develop this vital capability. First, get out of your functional tunnel. Stop seeing the world through your engineering glasses or your marketing glasses or your accounting glasses. You need to put on the company glasses. Familiarize yourself with all the various areas to understand how they affect each other. Have coffee or lunch with these managers to find out about issues facing their group, both short and long term. Think. How can I use this information to create more value for my department, for my company? Two, know the sandbox your company plays in. Browse news websites, join and participate in LinkedIn industry groups, as well as read related publications to learn how other businesses, including your major competitors, operate and what strategies they use to increase their competitive advantage. What's working? What's not? What can you bring back and adapt? Three, establish a futures committee. It could be within your team or with other business owners or leaders. Collect ideas, articles, information, and resources about trends affecting the company right now and in the future. The World Future Society recommends examination of six distinct business trend categories. They are demographics, economics, government, environment, society, and technology. Bring your committee or team together once a quarter to stimulate innovative and strategic conversations. Four, engage in what-if scenarios. Future-savvy thinking is definitely beneficial, but it also has to be tempered with reality testing. Be aware of the unintended consequences of your decisions. Before moving forward to implement a new program, product or service, consider these questions. One, if we do this, how will our competitors respond? Two, what will our customers think and do? Applaud us or leave us? Three, what impact will this have on our suppliers and distributors? And four, will this make our employees job easier or more difficult? So here's a smart moves tip. When asked, How come you're always where the puck is? Wayne Gretzky, the well-known hockey player, answered, I'm not where the puck is, but where the puck is going to be. Listeners, do you know where the puck is going to be in your business? However successful you are today, you cannot afford to be short-term oriented in a global changing marketplace. Where is the future going to be for you and your business? Will it, it be on life support or will you be running a marathon? Would you like to know more about how to be future savvy? Contact me at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com or call 972-380-9181.
1: You're listening to Marsha Zeidel, the Smart Moves Coach, Making sure you're on the right track and not getting sidetracked in your drive for high performance and profitability.
2: Listeners, my guest today is a leader who is definitely future savvy. Karen Hennings, owner of Bondi Quick Mart, is innovative and a forward-thinking From the unique solar panel she uses at her Cleveland convenience store, to her employees' outstanding involvement in community events, and to her ability to see the workforce in front of her changing, she is certainly visionary. When meeting Teresa Zimmerman, member of the Future Focus Group, a light went on. Future Focus Group would be the team that would help inspire 21st century leadership, put in place methods and models to provide consistency and create a mission, vision, and value statement that is defined as the Bondi difference. Things are moving forward at Bondi's Quick Mart, and we're going to hear that story. Welcome, Karen and Teresa. It's a delight to have you on the show.
0: Thank you for having us, Marcia.
2: You're welcome. Well, I'm going to start with you, Karen, because you talk about the Bondi difference. What is it? Can you tell the uh, listeners something about that?
3: I can. I I think to understand the Bondi's difference, it's important to understand how we started. In 1981, my dad started the first convenience store in Cleveland, Wisconsin, After a wonderful career in farming, it was time for a change of pace for him, I guess. Plus, he wanted a place for family to hold their first jobs before going off to college or into the Mm -hmm. real work world. Uh, Many family members have started their career at Bondi's Quick Mart. We're a very large family and rather close-knit. And Dad has always had an incredible work ethic. He was used to long hours. We, I think we know starting a business needs both of those characteristics, and my dad mm-hmm. had them. In fact, mm-hmm. he did well enough to do upgrades to the Cleveland location after only five years. Right. I came on to help in 1992, and then in 1998 we decided to build a bigger and better store. We, we added a fast food establishment, and then it was my turn to begin managing the store. Mm-hmm. We went from six to 17 employees and found ourselves with a huge store to manage and keep clean. In 2003, we bought our second store in my hometown of Keele, Wisconsin. I wanted to support my home community, but it was then that I decided to stay small and keep it family and community oriented, and that's what continues to be part of the Body's difference.
2: I'm Really? Yeah, go ahead, because I can say this is a great story, and it reminds me of how I grew up in a, in a small town uh, yeah. when my father had a grocery store. So anyway, continue with your story.
3: So I am so proud to know my employees. And I know them well. I continue to find ways to modernize, yet stay in touch with my and the store's roots. We're honest, trustworthy people, and the staff is as well. Our newly revised mission, vision and value statement speaks of the Bondi's difference. And all our communication and operations keep this alive and well. We say what we mean and mean we say what we mean and do what we say. In other words, our employees know it, our customers are experiencing it, and our communications are reflecting it, and that being the Bondi's difference.
2: I, I, anything to add to that, Teresa? Or um,
0: well, no, I, I, you know, being from Kiel, the Kiel community, myself, I can speak to what Karen is saying. In that, that is exactly when you walk into one of their convenience stores, you feel that community-based um, staff, and you know that they're there to serve and to serve you, and to give you the best products possible at a convenience, um, a, a competitive pricing. Excuse me.
2: And you know that you know that's the way it used to be, and and hopefully mm-hmm. we're going back to that. So I want to continue with you know, Karen, you talking about, you know, your journey, and it sounds like it's been a very rewarding one. But how did it's, you uh-huh. meet Teresa, a Future Focus group, and what made you seek their services? Well,
3: Teresa and I are active with the Keel Area Association of Commerce. I've been with the organization since two thousand three when I opened my second store. Um, but Teresa was a newcomer, so when I met her, I was pretty impressed with the passion for what she does and, and all the common values of community trust and honesty. There wasn't one particular problem, but I sensed there was room for improvement. The workplace place is changing, and it mm-hmm. is more and more difficult to find employees. Mm-hmm. There, were, there were some frustrations among the leadership and staff in how, how do we get this communication through to each other well we didn't know then what we know now what we thought was perfectly fine wasn't always the greatest or correct Mm -hmm. we weren't doing everything wrong but we needed to do some changing
2: and um you know we have just a, a couple of minutes more um you said you needed to make, do some changing. Uh, what kind of changes did you, th- did you think you needed to do or, or that Teresa suggested that you do it? Well, I think after the first survey
3: that, that Teresa took with our employees, all of our employees, we found out that we were not giving clear, concise messages. Mm-hmm. We, weren't, we didn't have one strong leader in each group. We had lots of leaders, and some people didn't even know who was their true leader. So we really needed to to get our leadership in a in a better role and to know how to handle their group of employees. Mm-hmm.
2: Right. And um, Teresa, anything else you'd like to add to that? This point. Sure. Sure. What I, um, she referred
0: to the employee survey, which we took, and that was really how we started with the leadership and, and the employees and getting to know what the state of the company was. Um, but most importantly, Karen was very attuned to the fact that we needed to get all the leadership on board to make sure that they understood that this was a journey, it wasn't a sprint, that we weren't going to get anywhere really fast, <laughs> right. that we were going to have to take it step by step. And it was going to start with their buy-in and then a survey.
2: Right. And I think that is really, I, I, this is a great place to take a break because you've talked about the Bondi difference and what what was the motivation to uh, bring uh, Future Focus on. And I'm sure after the break, we're going to hear more about uh, what is being done and what is, uh, has been done and what's gonna, what is being done now and, and what plans are in the future. So it's time for a short break on the business edge. I'm Marcia Zidle, the Smart Moose Coach for Leadership and Business Success. My guests today are Karen Hennings and Teresa Zimmerman, uh, giving us insights into the Bondi difference. Stay tuned.
4: Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded best of staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, And you'll understand why when you give us a call. Call us at 1 800 411 6401 or visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's 1 800 411 6401 or
1: S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G dot com.
4: business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business
1: network you are tuned into the business edge with marsha idol to reach Marsha or her guests on today's show please call 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge.
2: Welcome back to The Business Edge, sponsored by Snelling, connecting the right people with the right work. I'm Marsha Zidle, the Smart Moves Coach for Leadership and Business Success. My guests today are Karen Hennings, owner of Bondi's Quick Mart, and Teresa Zimmerman, a future focus group, talking about the Bondi difference and how it makes a difference in growing a business. So, um, you know, Teresa, you you know, in the first segment, both you and Karen talked about the Bondi difference and some of the changes that uh, are are being made. And so I'm wondering, how are employees responding? Mm
0: -hmm. Marcia, you know, as, as everybody else knows, change is never easy. You know, we all have our comfort zones. So you have employees that, of course, are on board right away and excited to see what's next. You have some that are just waiting in the wings to see what's Uh next. And then you have others that kind of dig in their heels and and really rather not go anywhere, and they're a bit stubborn. But whatever Uh the case is with the employee, we are sure to reinforce the fact that this is a journey together. It's not leadership sitting in a vacuum making decisions on the path. Is getting everybody's input and their buy-in into what the next step would be for the Bondi stores. So it's very important that we keep that as a focus. That this journey that we're on is a result of that survey that Karen referred to during the first segment. That survey that they said this is what we feel might need some, you know, assistance. This is what's working well, and this is where we'd like to be going. So with that input was invaluable to Karen. She really uses that that information. And we will continue to use that information as we move forward. So it truly is just reminding them that this journey was really written by them. Karen also knows that her employees are smart. And so as a result of that, she looks at what they are telling her and takes takes that very seriously. She knows that they know how to do their jobs. She knows that they don't need to have their hands held every step of the mm-hmm. way. She mm-hmm. gives them a job, and then she knows they'll be doing doing them right. So she's mm-hmm. empowering them through a lot of different different venues. She's empowering her employees, which, of course, in turn will get engaged employees.
2: Really great point. Empowering employees will lead to engaged employees will lead to... Uh, uh, more business success. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think this is, you know, you talked about the journey and you talked about leadership not being making decisions in a vacuum, but getting the people's involvement and and their suggestions in this to get that real buy-in. So, Mm -hmm. you know, Karen... um, yeah. You so know, one of the listeners may think, "Well, how difficult is it for a small business to to, to transform it, uh, itself?" Um, obviously, big businesses go through a lot of of different stages. Uh, but is it easy to transform yourself as a small business, or are there some challenges around that?
3: Oh, well, Marsha, there are definitely challenges. If any business thinks there's something magic, they can. Just rethink that. Transformation <laughs> is hard. And it mm-hmm. takes a lot of commitment. Mm-hmm. Teresa forewarned us that there could be a point when we just say, this is enough. We have had it. We give up. We were fine the way we were. Right. But we didn't do that. We're not going to do that. We've gone too far. We know that we need to make a change to be ready for the future.
2: Right. Um and, and and so that's really you know i think it was a good point you said cuz it it's it's difficult um uh-huh. and um and, and you want to get that message really uh, across to the listeners and to, and to your employees as well um right. and, and so there's this journey that you're taking uh-huh. your employees on so teresa um, how about you? What's your, what, what are some of your thoughts about the, is it, how difficult is it for a small business to transform itself?
0: Right. I think Karen pointed to that, that there's, everybody wants that easy button to just push, and all of a sudden everything mm-hmm. is just magically perfect, right? Right. Uh, but, but, there, but there isn't that magic bullet. There's no magic dust or fairy dust that we can wave over any organization and make everything better. But the important thing is that leadership remain resilient, and I believe that Karen and her leadership team have learned to do that. And she's right. There are times during any type of change that everybody just wants to throw up their arms and say, Mm -hmm. you know, let's just go back. But what Future Focus Group does truly is we have a process. We have a system. So we're not just taking something, throwing it up against the wall, and hoping it sticks, okay? (laughs) Okay. You know, you know yes yeah, will work, you know, but we actually have a process, and what the survey that we've referred to a few times during this, this already today, um, really is part of our pillars of an evolved workforce. It's the first mm-hmm. pillar, which is called discovery. It includes mm-hmm. an employee survey. Um, the employee survey is very simple, Marsha. It's nothing that's got 50 questions, 500 questions, whatever, <laughs> that's going to ask one question five zillion different ways so that the, the organization actually gets the answer that they want. No, our, our survey is very simplistic. We also um, complement that with an organizational assessment.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: the organizational assessment speaks to leadership so that we can see this is what employees think, this is what leadership thinks, Where are the disconnects? Because there are oftentimes many Mm -hmm. disconnects with what leadership thinks is going on and what's actually going on on the floor. So you have to have those two pieces. And then we conduct a sensing interview. And the sensing interviews are conducted with about 10% of the employee population, and we dig deeper into some issues that come out of those um, surveys and organizational assessments to make sure that what we are reading and seeing and what we are hearing is actually what's being said. We, mm-hmm. won't, we don't want to give a blueprint to the organization that does not truly reflect what the employees are thinking and what they're saying. Because then you just go off on a, you know, on a, on a goose chase. You just, you don't really know where you're going. When there's a transformation, you must have direction. Right. You, have to have it, you must have a system. Or like I said earlier, you're just taking a shot in the dark, throwing something up against the wall and hoping it sticks.
2: So, is, you talked about the, the three aspects of it, um, mm-hmm. and, and you know, the discovery, the organization assessment, uh, the sensing interview. Are there other yeah. uh, parts of, of your process?
0: No, so there are. There's discovery, development, and deployment. Those are the three pillars, Marsha. Discovery okay. really opens the eyes of leadership and opens the door for employee involvement. The development pillar is where we really see the resiliency from leadership. That's really when they say, wow, we are really in for a long journey. And mm-hmm. that's not to, that's not to scare people. That's just to say that anything that's quick, a quick fix will probably be a quick fail as well. So, you know, it's got to be something that's going to be in place for a long time. During the development pillar, we do things, um, that are brought to the surface by the discovery pillar things that Mm -hmm. are critical needs that the employees are crying out and saying, this needs to be fixed, this is what we're looking for, and this is what really isn't working, okay? Okay. Um, We also have a method that develops employees. Mm -hmm. And I think we're going to talk about that a little bit later, so I won't get too into it, but it's developing them. Rather than sitting in judgment of your employees and telling them what to do, you're saying, you know, this is how I'm going to develop you so that you are meeting the expectations of the organization and you're meeting the expectations that are laid out by our mission, vision, and values. And then the last pillar is deployment. And the deployment is when the organization has their mission, vision, and values um, well-structured so that it really Mm -hmm. reflects what's going on with the organization and it makes sure that all the communications that are within the organization, whether it be verbal or written, Speak to that mission, vision, and values, it gives you consistency within the organization.
2: It it really sounds like a very comprehensive uh, uh, process. And I want to ask you one Mm -hmm. question because I think Mm -hmm. it would be helpful for the listeners. You know, you talked Mm -hmm. about the development uh, process and Mm -hmm. where it surfaces some, you know, uh, critical needs that may not have been known by the leadership. what might be some examples of these needs? Whether it's from um, uh, uh, you know f- uh, f- from the Bondi stores or from your other clients, what kinds of things come up that maybe be surprising to the to the leadership?
0: Well, it's really of no surprise to anybody who does any research, and that is development. Employees want to be developed. Eighty-six percent of our workforce wants development. People use, leadership uses the performance appraisal as a source of development, when in all honesty, they don't work. <laughs> they <really laughs> I know, <don't>. I know. <laughs> <laughs> they simply don't work. So that, that Marcia, is, is the number one thing that comes up is that employees want to be developed. It doesn't mean that they want this huge promotion either. I think that's a misconception. It just means that they want to truly understand the expectations of their leader, and they want to be led. They don't want to be controlled.
2: Right, right. Mm-hmm. And there's so much around that. Not it, it. I think it's development, I have found from the work I do. It's uh, clear communication about expectations, um, about direction. I mean, there's so many things that could go wrong. Uh, and if they're fixed quickly, it, it, it can make such a difference. So, you know, okay. I want um, to ta- ask you one other question because you've talked about you know, collecting data and collecting data. So, um, what? You know, what's the? Talk a little bit about that, and what's the data indicating? And you have about uh, a couple of minutes for that.
3: Karen, you want to go ahead with that? You know, yeah, I can talk about that a little bit. Um, when we collected data, we, the the actual data we got from them was very helpful they they weren't afraid to talk which Mm -hmm. meant that I was actually being open enough with them that they were comfortable they didn't worry that somebody was gonna you can't say that that (laughs) didn't happen so they, they were real honest in the in the little comments they made and I think Teresa you would agree that that really helped you to know
0: where our problem areas were right Oh, absolutely, and in fact, I think Karen and her team have gotten really used to collecting data as a result of this. They see how useful it is, mm-hmm. so they've incorporated that in all they do. They've utilized data before, Marcia, don't get me wrong. You have to if you're going to be a business success, but now I think they're much more aware of its importance, and they're using it in their merchandising committee. You know, they draw on input from several individuals rather than having people doing the ordering, again, I'm going to use the word vacuum, you know, one person doing everything, mm-hmm, they're mm-hmm. understanding that working in a silo is not adding the most value to an organization.
2: Right. And I think mm-hmm. at, uh, at this point, it's going to be time for a short break um, on the business edge. I'm Marcia Zidle, the Smart Moves Coach for Leadership and Business Success. My guests today are Karen Hennings and Teresa Zimmerman. Uh, giving insights into the Bondi difference. Stay tuned.
1: Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Have
4: you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you give us a call. Call us at 1-800-411-6401 or visit our webpage at www.snelling.com That's 1-800-411-6401 or
1: S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G dot com. You can also send us an email to marcia at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge.
2: Welcome back to The Business Edge, sponsored by Snelling, connecting the right people with the right work. I'm Marsha idol Smart Moves Coach for Leadership and Business Success. My guests today are Karen Hennings, owner of Bondi's Quick Mart, and Teresa Zimmerman, a future focus group, talking about transformation of a company, especially of a small company, and they call it the Bondi difference. So, um, you know, you've talked about the process of uh, of transformation and what's been, and what, how it's been working um, at the Bondi Quick Mart. And so let's now focus on uh, what have been some of the final results? Because, you know, it's one thing to say, wave, and you're not really waving a magic wand that says transformation. <laughs> it's a journey. But you also want to know what's at the end of that journey. What have been some of the results? So, Karen, can you talk a little bit about that?
3: Sure, sure. As a result of the hard work that we're, we want to continue on the path that Dad set out back in 1981, my family has always been taught to do the right thing. And as I said mm-hmm. that earlier, we, we were doing a lot of right things, but if, if everyone thinks that there's not room for change. So our leadership is growing and learning. People are getting more involved with suggestions. Um, mm-hmm. We actually now have a way of approaching problems and we're learning about teams and how they function. Taking a longstanding issue to a team to solve was kind of new to us. But mm-hmm. why, wouldn't, why wouldn't we ask those people that are involved in doing the day-to-day? Why do we think we can sit in our management offices and mm-hmm. have the answers for all of them, right? Right. So, we were so excited because I should close the store early and have them come together so we could present it to them. And now I not everyone is, is quite on board yet. I'm hoping everyone gets that same feeling like, we can do this. We know how. We've got good ideas, and and our our leadership is now going to be able to respond to that in the proper way.
2: Right. I I, I could just hear your that enthusiasm in your voice, and I can hear that that optimism, and just of you know. I, I think this is great. And yes, most of your employees will come on board. I know that. And if one or two don't. Don't consider that a failure. You're really moving in a very successful and effective way, and I commend you for this. Um, Teresa, um, what else would you like to add to what you hope to see as a final result?
0: Mm -hmm. Well, first thing I'm going to say that there really isn't ever anything that comes as a final Um, the the cycle has to continue. It's like a cycle of employee engagement that we talk about um, with future (laughs) focus group that, you know, you're doing that assessment, that survey that I spoke of, you have real dialogue, you put (laughs) in place models and methods and you put together on on teams, like Karen had mentioned, and and not just throwing people together and saying here, fix an issue, (laughs) but actually teaching them how to operate as a team and the mechanics of a team. And Karen Karen is very and was very enthusiastic about the team's approach to a longstanding problem. How They took it and, in four meetings, solved something that they had been, you know, banging their heads up against the wall trying to fix. Employees took it and solved it, and now is just implementing those things. So that's really exciting. And then also you have to, you know, continue to use measurements and data Mm -hmm. and measurements, not just the financial ones, but ones that have human equation to them because they are the bondi's difference. They really are. And then you're right back to your assessment again. So I don't think there's anything final, but that is a constant cycle um, of employee engagement. And what does it all evolve around? It all evolves around that mission, vision, and values, and that has to be written well. It can't be something that's just words on the wall that nobody refers to as guidance because that is your North Star or whatever you want to call it. That is going to keep you on the straight and narrow, and it's going to keep you focused on doing the right thing.
2: And, you know, just to um, maybe add a little more to that, you you know, Mm -hmm. the last thing you said was a mission, vision, values, and how important it is, and it gives you direction. Mm -hmm. I would imagine that that's one of the things you've done Uh, with Karen is to develop their mission, vision, and values. Am I correct on that? Oh, you absolutely are. And what's really interesting is most organizations think that that's going to be like the
0: first thing that we do with them, and it's not. It's actually Ah. in the deployment pillar, and there's there's a good reason for that. It's not like we forgot to add it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's a good reason for it being there because a lot of times organizations don't really know who they are. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's really a discovery of not only what your employees are thinking, but what leadership feels and where the company wants to see themselves in the future. What kind of reputation do they want in the community, especially small communities like we reside in? What kind of reputation? If you are not living your mission, vision and values, Marcia, truly, you know, mm-hmm. you, again, you're going to have inconsistencies, but if you are living it, people will notice customers will see it and it will be easier to attract labor. But eventually, what will happen is people will want to work for an organization who has a bondage difference.
2: And I think that is one of the key um, advantages of a small business in a, in a community is that people know you, and you have a reputation, and they trust you, and 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 you have credibility. And you're not some... A huge entity in in another country or in another part of of the of the world or or the United States, you are part of that community, and that's why your reputation is so important. And I would imagine that the Bondi's uh, convenience store has a really great reputation. Am I right, Karen? On that?
3: Oh, yes. Yes, and I'd like to share, you know, one of our values, which is really the base of the whole difference, was mm-hmm. that we respect people who surround us, and we mm-hmm. respect our surroundings, and mm-hmm. we want to nurture relationship, relationships with all people, that being the community we serve, our employees, you mm-hmm. know, we just want to do that, and call it old-fashioned if you want, but it's believing in, in just doing the right thing.
2: Yes. And, and, and I, you know, again, as I said, you bring back very fond memories of how I grew up and how important this is. So I want to move on a bit to because um, you've made you're transforming your company. You have your mission and vision and values. Um, you are making changes, change, you're going to team, you know, working in teams, may, uh, having teams solve their problems that, that you know, crop up. Um, but one area that I'd like you to, to uh, touch on, and, and we'll start with Karen, is um, have you had to revise your operating procedures to accommodate the Bondi difference?
3: Yeah, most definitely we're looking at every area of how to do things and making sure they reflect this mission, vision, and values.
0: Mm-hmm. We
3: understand that words mean something to people, and as a result of our actions, they better be, we better reflect those words in what we do or we run the risk of being inconsistent. Mm-hmm. So our, our practices didn't always reflect exactly what was written. It's hard to be consistent sometimes. So we mm-hmm. had to rethink a lot of things. For instance, Bondi's is dedicated to remain stewards of the environment so Uh as a result I'm proud we have solar energy out there you know we Uh are everyone in the world must think forward like that so that was just one more example and and we put those up in 2011 so um it's exciting it's fun Uh to have people ask about it and it's fun to talk about it
2: and um uh Teresa uh What's your t- uh, input on, you know, from your perspective of uh, um, rev- revising some of the operating procedures to accommodate the Bondi difference?
0: Sure. Actually, Karen said it very well, and, and I couldn't have said it any better myself. In fact, we just completed a full review of all of the Bondi's policies, their personnel mm-hmm. policies, etc. And what we found that, like Karen said, and she was, you know, she admitted, is that what was written wasn't always what was being practiced. And she now understands, and so does leadership, understand that clear messaging is so very important. Mm. These policies, though, Marcia, also you need to know, is they were revised and were written specifically for Karen and her facilities. There's Mm. no cookie-cutter approach coming from Future Focus Group, because we understand that each organization comes to us with their own culture, their own needs, um, and their, their own opinions. So we, we are there to guide and facilitate and to make sure, again, and you're probably sick of hearing it, but that everything does reflect those mission, vision, and their values. So they were written with the body's difference in mind and is something that their leadership is able to maintain.
2: Uh, I think that is a really good point because um, some uh, companies just uh, pull off. You know, there there are generic handbooks on 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 policies, uh, employee policies, but you're making this very unique, unique to the Bondi difference, and uh, and uh, unique to what's Karen's. Uh, vision and mission uh, for the company. So I think that's great. Um, I'd like to move on to one other thing. We have a couple of minutes, and you mentioned it before, which is the dreaded, dreaded performance <laughs> appraisal process.
3: <laughs> and, yes, um, I know.
2: <laughs> and from what I understand, you, uh, the, uh, you don't have one there. So, uh, so I think, Teresa, you wanted to talk a little bit about that.
0: Right, right. Well, this is actually just one of the many rituals that management has employed for generations. And as we said, like, nobody really likes them. I can't, and I don't know of anybody who said, wow, it's time for performance (laughs) appraisals, and and they have a party to celebrate. I I, I don't think I've ever heard that. But if 90% of performance appraisals don't work, Marcia, and 98% of employees despise them, Mm
3: -hmm. why do we use them?
0: If this Mm -hmm. were any other business measurement, we know darn well that it would have been tossed out a long time ago, right? But right. we continue to do them because it's our comfort zone. And mm-hmm. so bodies took this leap of faith, and, and they're doing a terrific job of it. And they're, in, they're talking to their employees. I mean, real live dialogue with their employees, explaining what the expectations are of each one of their employees in, in a few different areas, their interpersonal skills, their self-management, their involvement their quality and quantity of work, as well as their intellectual abilities. They're giving them, you know, true feedback is this is our expectation and this is, you know, maybe where you're not quite hitting the mark yet, but we're going to develop you. We're not going to give you a lower score and a performance appraisal, no, because we know you're a smart employee. We hire good employees and we're going to develop you so that you meet all these expectations and we're going to work on this together. It's a development process that is created between the employee And the manager. Wow, what a concept, getting everybody involved in that growth opportunity.
2: I think, you know, this is a concept that I wish we had more time to talk about because Mm -hmm. I share your feelings, uh, uh, opinions about performance appraisals. It's not a one-year ritual. It should be a feedback to employees, should be an ongoing process, and that's where you can really get the development. So Mm -hmm. it is time for a short break, Um, On the Business Edge, I'm Marcia Ziedel, the Smart Moves Coach for Leadership and Business Success. And when we come back, our guests, um, Karen Henning and Teresa Zimmerman, will talk a little more about some of the challenges and also be able to tell you how to contact them. So stay tuned.
4: Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded best of staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's www.snelling.com, S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
1: You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidel. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. You can also send us an email to Marcia at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge.
2: Welcome back to The Business Edge, sponsored by Snelling, connecting the right people with the right work. I'm Marsha Ziedel, your Smart Moose coach, and my guests today are Karen Hennings, owner of Bondi's Quick Mart, and Teresa Zimmerman of Future Focus Groups, talking about the Bondi difference and the transformation of a small company to one that is extremely effective and that is very um, uh, concerned and has values and missions and everything that goes to making a, an effective, successful company. So... Now, what are some of the remaining challenges, some of your final thoughts? And I'm going to go first to Karen and then to Teresa. So, Karen?
3: Yep. Staying on course is important to me. We work long and hard to get where we are, and we have to stay right on the right path. I'm really lucky to have such easy access to Teresa. She and George have been invaluable to me. I know that after we get the initial that they're going to be able to help me no matter what I need. A phone call, a meeting, I know they'll be there. And I'm also very lucky to have the support of my leadership team and those dedicated employees. I need to remember, that's going to be hard, that as an (laughs) owner I don't need to know everything or do everything.
2: Ah, yes, okay. (laughs) I have very
3: capable people that work for me. And as long as my expectations are clear... And I have a method to develop them when they're not quite sure how to do things or what approach they should use. I just need to develop them. As the song says, I need to let it go. (laughs) My trust is empowering. I'm I'm providing employees with autonomy. And that's what Teresa and George have taught me. Control (laughs) equals compliance. Autonomy equals engagement. And that's what I want.
2: Really great great final thoughts. And, Teresa, what are some of your final thoughts?
0: Well, Karen and her team have really been a dream to work with Marcia. They're open to innovative ideas, and then they contribute greatly to their implementation. There's nothing more rewarding, as you would know, of being a consultant or an advisor to see them actually grow. And, yeah, there's been some pain, but as a result, they've had some great gains. Um, The remaining challenges are like what Karen said, though. Staying on course and avoiding that temptation to go back to their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. However, I have to say that Karen, it, it went, when Karen or one of the team members go off course, they remind each other quickly and they snap them right back into place and away they go. And as a result, I'm confident that there will be no turning back.
2: I think those are two great, you know, f- uh, final thoughts. A- a- and the common theme is uh, staying on course um, as as both of you said, as well as realizing that that some people may want to go back to their comfort zone. Uh, we all want to do that, but, but you know, once you've made, once you're on the road to change, it's hard to go back. So it is, um, making sure that people, uh, know, uh, where they're going and that transformation and that communication. Great thoughts. So, um, let me ask you, Teresa, uh, if people want to contact you, uh, t- can you talk a little bit about the Future Focus Group and, you know, what they are and, and you know, how how mm-hmm. they can get a hold of you?
0: Right, sure can. Um, you've heard George's name a few times. So George Garrett and myself, Teresa Zimmerman, I, are the co-founders of Future Focus Group. Uh, We work with small and mid-sized organizations who are looking for a solution to employee engagement and are having difficulty achieving fame, which is our next copyright, which is finding, attracting, maintaining, and engaging the workforce. And with over half a trillion dollars lost per year to organizations' bottom line, I'm continually surprised at how many leaders continue to ignore this number of such financial impact. So if organizations want to contact us, they can look at our website at www.futurefocusgroup.com. Find us on LinkedIn at Future Focus Group USA or check us out on Facebook. Um, I can be emailed also at Teresa at futurefocusgroup.com or contact me the old-fashioned way on phone, 920-207-5344. And, of course, I have to put a quick plug in for our book, um, Evolved, Engaging People, Enhancing Success, which can be found on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Google+, Plus, or WestBow Press. And I'm sure, Karen, I mean, if you're interested in contacting Karen and hearing firsthand her experiences, um, you can call her at 920-286-1752. Or her email is bondysquickmarch at tgs.net. And quick is Q-U-I-K. I I had to get that through my head, Marsha. It's not (laughs) Q-U-I-C-K.
2: We had to make it quick. (laughs) <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Well, I want to thank both of you for it has been just delightful. It, the time has just um, gone so fast, and and what we talked about uh, uh, earlier is that it's really important to hear the stories of the people who are in the trenches. And Karen, you are uh, in the trenches. You are growing a business. And you have the support of consultants, but it's really your story. And I am so happy that you um, took the time to, to tell your story. And I wish you luck. And if I ever get up to Wisconsin, I will visit you. Anyway, thank you both. <laughs>
3: that would be wonderful. Thank, thank you. you, Marcia. Thank
2: okay. you, Marcia. Okay. Uh, next week's program is From Fear to Greatness business, sports, and life lessons of personal superpower. Are you experiencing high levels of change in your working environment? Are you dealing with so many decisions and not sure what to do? Is it fear stopping you to move forward? Would you like to know how to get from where you are to where you want to be? Well, my guest will be Isabella Lundberg, who is an uh, international consultant? And let me tell you her credentials. She enjoys a dynamic worldview after living in six countries, speaking six languages, traveling to over 40 countries, and working with diverse teams from over uh, 80 countries. She will share three superpower stories from business, sports, and life that can help you to overcome fear on your path to greatness while leaving your legacy. Tune in Wednesday, May 13th at 11 Pacific and 2 Eastern. Now, here's another smart move thought of why being an entrepreneur is awesome. A client of mine said, quote, it allows me to color outside the lines and create clarity where others see chaos. It allows me to stretch beyond what I thought possible. So I'm going to ask you, listeners, are you coloring outside the lines in your business? Are you doing new things or doing things in new ways? If not, let me show you how. Contact me at Marsha at M-A-R-C-I-A at smartmovescoach.com or call 972-380-9181. I'll end with my favorite quote. There are three kinds of people in this world. Those who make it happen, those who let it happen, and those who asked, what happened? Which one are you? If you're highly motivated to make it happen, let me help you make it happen. As a Smart Moves coach, let me show you how. Thank you for listening to the Business Edge with Marcia Ziedel, the Smart Moves executive coach and speaker. Helping entrepreneurs and business leaders take their company firm or practice to that next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to take the growing pains out of growth. Innovate, improve, ignite, or die. Make smart moves.
1: You've been listening to The Business Edge with Marcia Zeidel. Please join us again next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And enjoy taking your business to the next level.